Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in hour number three, Wednesday edition. I hope all of you are having a fantastic day, wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. I am Travis. He is Buck Sexton. I encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast. Go give us five stars. Help us ensure that March is the best month for listenership on this show ever. Um, so much that we've already talked about. I encourage you to go listen to Dr. Marty McCar- McCary. He was fantastic in hour one. We're going to be joined by Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson here in about a half hour uh, to talk about the latest inside of the Senate. But wanted to hit on a couple of different things off the top here in the third hour. One, and I'm going to circle back to this in just a sec. Remember that controversial bill in Florida? where kindergartners, first graders, second graders, and third graders were not to be instructed in sex-related issues because they were too young. And everybody on social media was telling you, oh my goodness, can you believe it? They tried to brand it the don't say gay bill. Turns out, pretty substantial portion of the American public supports that bill. Want to talk about that? Mitt Romney uh, I mean, voting against a mask mandate, we still need to tee off on him. It's embarrassing. I feel bad for the people of Utah that Mitt Romney is still bowing down to the quote-unquote experts in the world of uh, COVID. And uh, also, how about New York City, Buck's hometown? This is a story that I think is going to get more and more attention If the players on the New York Yankees or the New York Mets are not vaccinated, they are not allowed to play outdoor baseball games in New York City. We've been talking about Kyrie Irving indoors for basketball. And by the way, he scored 60 points in Orlando last night. But this is next level crazy. But let's start, Buck, down in the state of Florida. Ron DeSantis, it was labeled the don't say gay bill. Uh, This morning, I'm reading as I get ready for the show, Buck, and Politico came out with a poll uh, that 51% 
of American voters support banning the teaching of sexual orientation and gender identity from kindergarten through third grade, 35% are opposed to this. All right? Um, This is pretty massive. When you are in a 50-50 country and you find an issue that you're winning by 16 points, uh, it doesn't surprise me because we talked about this, Buck. I'm a parent. Talk to a lot of parents. I don't know very many parents who believe kindergarten or first, second, third graders should be being taught substantially about sexual identity, really sex at all. Were you surprised by this Politico finding, and what does it continue to tell us about how out of touch many journalists are who cover politics? Well, it's it's fascinating, Clay, because it seemed like in the early days of this, the activists, the LGBTQ activists who were pushing for this to be essentially slandered as they don't say gay bill, they came up with this phrase. It's like when you call something, uh, you just say it's not a... It's not a wealth tax, it's a death tax, right? This is classic politics, Orwellian, changing of words, news speak, trying to figure out ways to move the needle one way or another based on the very specific words that you use. So it seemed like this was under substantial uh, substantial pressure because all the press was asking DeSantis. And what happened, I think, Clay, I think the activists would have been more successful with this one at the Florida state level if it didn't turn into a club for the live media to start swinging at DeSantis with right yes. away because what happened DeSantis unlike a lot of other Republicans say oh I'm I'm not I'm not anti-gay don't hate me right which you know this has nothing to do with being anti-gay Ron DeSantis goes where is that in the bill right remember that audio oh, we, yeah. we played it for everybody it you know, he says, where, where is that show me where that is why are you calling why are you renaming a bill as a so-called journalist something that it is not so that you can attack the bill with something that is a lie and then when everyone goes, oh, wait, hold on a second. They're attacking DeSantis on this. Now it's a national news story. This was going to I mean, Clay, let's be honest. Who had even heard of the parental rights and education bill outside of Florida across the country? Very few people, right? right? Maybe Floridians it mattered to. But to the rest of the country, it was all right. This is a Florida state bill. And now it's become a national cause. And now you have people saying, hold on a second. What do you mean these left-wing activists are are upset that there's not gender identity instruction happening for first graders? I mean, as I said before, Crazy. a first grader may say, you know, um, I, you know, one day I want to be an astronaut, and the next day I want to be a stegosaurus, and you know, you got to just like let kids be kids here. We're going to start teaching <laughs> so them about cisgender and gender queer, which is 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 another phrase that I had to learn recently. I didn't even know what this means. Um, and, and all these other terms and terminology. Now, you might say, oh, Buck, they won't really do that. They just had a school in San Antonio on the critical race, uh, race theory uh, front where they were saying uh, they, they were separating kids by hair color, and yeah. the lightest kids by hair color were to be you know mistreated and told they were dumber and worse than the rest of the kids in the class to teach them about inequity in society. These left-wing activist bureaucrats are lunatics, and when parents find out about this, they go, um, no, actually, I just want what's parents, by the way, across across uh, socioeconomic and racial strata. They're just saying, no, I just want my kids to be you know, learning how to spell and do math and behave themselves in class. I don't want them being taught this, particularly in the first and second grade. The right, once again, has an opportunity here. Conservatives have an opportunity to not just be the party of parental rights and education, to be the party of normal people. Yes. To be the party of, 
you know, we're not crazy. Like, what is this stuff? Buck, I had a conversation with my wife recently where I said, it disappoints me how few people can't JBN. So she said, what's, what's JBN? So it's my acronym. Just be normal. Just be normal. Normal parents do not want their kids to be taught sexual-related instruction in kindergarten, first, second, third grade. And i got to give a lot of credit to Ron DeSantis because not only did he fight back as soon as this bill got attacked, but, but Buck, he actually went to war with Disney. Do you remember that? Because Disney tried to come out and say, oh, we're going to take pot shots at Ron DeSantis and the state of Florida. And most of the time, politicians curl up in the fetal position and they try to avoid these battles. But this is a great example of why I think Ron DeSantis is being way smarter than his critics because so often the Blue Check Brigade members, the Blue Check journos, as you like to call them, they don't have the sense of what the real world is like. And as a result, they think the real world is Twitter, which is where a lot of the media spends their time. And if you live in New York or you live in California and you spend your time on social media, you can convince yourself that things that are wildly unpopular in the real world are normal or supported. Because if I guarantee you, if you analyze Twitter for the way that this bill was talked about, you would think if you're just scrolling through, oh my goodness, everybody's opposed to this. The reality is exactly the opposite. You know, Twitter is a carnival funhouse mirror. It isn't a reflection of the real world. And when I see these data points, it just makes me so angry that we still have so many people in positions of power quickly reacting to whatever the story of the day is on Twitter as if what those people are arguing in favor of is in any way representative of the nation as a whole. And yet, when you add this all together, you have, yet again, a moment where we can see a pathway to getting people who aren't you know, aren't uh, mobilized by the usual talking points about, you know, the the left or the right or whatever. They're seeing with their own eyes the reality of the school system during the pandemic and also increasingly with the left-wing bureaucracies that teach this. Uh, and, and, and as some, my, my friend Ryan Gerdusky, we've had on the show before, he always says they don't teach CRT. They actually practice CRT, meaning that they put kids through these exercises that are rooted in CRT ideology without even explaining the critical race theory is what's behind it. And they make them do things like the hair color. This was in a San Antonio school. By the way, this is San Antonio, folks, right? I mean, you know, this is in Texas or this yeah, isn't right. happening. This is not San Francisco or or, in, you know, in New York. Seattle. City. Yeah. Um, and and so going into this midterm election, I think this is really important because where where did Republicans beat expectations the last election in Virginia. They beat it with people who were mobilized because of what they'd seen in the school system in the school system. And next the next time around, yeah, there'll be people that'll see inflation and the open border and all those things. The Republican base understands, and I think independents understand what a disaster the Biden regime is. But we talk about this a lot, Clay. If you can mobilize suburban moms to realize the Republican Party at least wants you to have a say and is not crazy when it comes to your child's education, matters a lot. Matters, matters a, lot. a tremendous amount.
And by the way, should we tee off on Mitt Romney right here? Or should we do it in the next segment? Let's co- let's come back and and give. Are you as angry as I am about him voting in favor of mask mandates effectively? Yeah, of of course. It's such a quizzling Romney maneuver. And I look, I will say it, man. I still I cast a vote for him in 2012. I have still, you know, I mean. I thought it was the best option I had, but I at one point voted for that guy. And, you know, a lot of people listening did, too. So before you start, you know, 2012, we're talking about here, folks. But, yeah, he's fallen quite a ways from, I think, what uh, what Mitt would have been back then or what he said he was back then. Yes, Clay, let, let's let's get let's into this and we come back on it um, in a second. Hillsdale College is known for their lofty goals. The number of undergrads and grad students on the Hillsdale College campus may be limited in number, but their goals are large and ambitious. Ambitious. Case in point, they've challenged themselves to give away one million copies of our Constitution and the Declaration of Independence this year. They've got your copy already set aside for you. Get your free copy right now at Clay and Buck for Hillsdale.com. These two founding documents have made America the freest and most prosperous nation in human history. And these days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's more critical than ever for citizens to read and understand them. Take a minute today and do this for yourself. It's free with no strings attached. This is what Hillsdale College does. They inform and educate. Go to Clay and Buck for Hillsdale.com right now. Complete a simple form and you'll get your very own copy through the mail for free. One more time, that's Clay and Buck for Hillsdale.com. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I 
detach from my this idea of what do, is that is that my baggage? It look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into the Clay Travis Buck Sexton Show. We've got Senator Ron Johnson joining us in just a few minutes here from the great state of Wisconsin. Talk to us about what he thinks of Biden's speech that we covered just a little bit of. Uh, we took some of it live earlier today uh, where he said they're going to send a lot more munitions to Ukraine. And we stand in spirit with the people of Ukraine beyond that. Uh, and Putin is evil. And that was pretty much where he left it. Uh, how does Senator Johnson think that's moving along? And also we can ask him about this move in the Senate to have a vote. They they held a vote on the federal travel or transportation mask mandate, which is a lingering idiocy of Fauciism and the covid lockdown madness that swept through this country for so long. We were talking before we we're looking for it. We may be able to find some audio. Remember, folks, when they were talking about the, the urgent need to mobilize. And this was the CDC pushing it. These were the experts pushing it. Mobilize a million ventilators. No one even stopped to ask, do we have the staff? You need ICU nurses to run. You know, you're going to train, uh, what, two million new ICU nurses? I mean, a million ventilators is what they're saying. Anyway, there was a lot of stuff that turned. And then we found out that being put on a ventilator was an absolute, absolute last resort. It wasn't even a really good idea for most of the patients who were being put on it. A lot of them might have died because they were put on the ventilator too early in the process. That's the truth, folks. But not allowed to go back and look at what was wrong and what we did. And No, no, no. Just get ready for your 15th booster because Pfizer says it'll be good for you. You know, it's ridiculous. But the federal mask mandate still exists. There was a vote, Clay, a vote here where eight Senate Democrats came along with the Republicans uh, and voted for the repeal of this, uh, or voted, I should say, to get rid of masks on planes. And the only Republican who voted against this was Mitt Romney, who loves to walk around. This is a guy who is just in love with himself. I mean, this is somebody who, whether it's marching with BLM, because if there's somebody who cares about the violence against minorities in America, particularly, you know, in cities that have high crime rates. Mitt Romney is really he really knows what he's talking about. Um, that was ridiculous. But this actually I'm with you. This actually makes me angry because his rationale for you. What's the rationale that he, that he officially said that we have to let the experts decide, right? Yeah, his rationale is uh, and I'll read directly the quote. Mitt Romney just gave this quote. Why was he the only Republican to vote against overturning travel mask mandates? He said, and I'm reading, uh, this is from Manu Raju, who covers uh, the Capitol. I just think it's a mistake for politicians and Congress to substitute our judgment on health matters for the people at the CDC. So even when I agree with something, I just think we should leave those things to the people who are health professionals as opposed to Congress. I know the CDC has lost a lot of credibility but they still got a lot more credibility than Congress. Uh, so this is infuriating me. Uh, and first of all, we should point out, like you did, there are eight different uh, guys who decided to vote in the Senate who are Democrats in favor of this. The vote was 57 to 40 in favor of approving uh, the, to overturn the travel mask mandate. Uh, not surprisingly, Buck, a bunch of Democrats who were up for re-election suddenly are seeing the light on the stupidity of mask mandates. 
Uh, Bennett's up for re-election in Colorado. He voted yes. Cortez uh, Masto up for re-election in Nevada. Yes. Uh, Hassan up for re-election in New Hampshire. Yes. Kelly up for re-election in Arizona. Yes. Then you got Manchin, Rosen, Cinema, and Tester. So Romney voted no and said he wants to defer to the experts. I can understand voting no in March of 2020 when we were all still in the early grips of COVID and you thought the experts might have knowledge that you didn't. But my goodness, we can't hold these experts accountable because they are not elected officials. And so when they make poor decisions, when Fauci makes a poor decision, it's almost impossible to get rid of him. We can hold our politicians accountable, which is why they can't just defer to experts, particularly because experts have gotten so much wrong. Even Fauci, the vile bureaucrat tyrant that he is, who no doubt is lost somewhere in the couch cushions of an MSNBC green room. That's why we haven't seen him. They won't even have him on now. Yeah, it's probably true. He's actually probably waiting outside. Where? Why won't you bring me it's on? Two years since fifteen I've, days to slow the spread, and Fauci can't even get any airtime. But on. it's it's worth noting that Fauci was even saying all along he would say things like when they would make these pronouncements. Remember, we'd have all these video teleconferences with the CDC. You know, my colleagues and I. It was always this collective. But really, if you talk to anybody with any familiarity with the CDC, it was basically Fauci determining, Walensky seconding, and then you know. Everyone else in the room nodding their heads. But they would never even, Fauci would never come out and say, this was my call, I made this call, you're masking up your four-year-old like an abusive moron by order of the state because of me, Anthony Fauci. No, it was always the science. Remember, he represented the science. I am the science, he said at one point. And so this is why, look, I understand people of Utah, I, I would be furious right now with Mitt Romney over this vote. And uh, the fact that every other Republican and even eight senators who are Democrats are willing to support it, to me, is a pretty strong evidence of how much support we're gaining on a day-to-day basis for Team Reality. want to tell you, though, all about Norton LifeLock. IRS coming up on April 18th. Extension, maybe. But imagine how many of us are going to be dealing with cyber hackers as we come up on IRS deadlines. It's a great example of why you need online identity theft protection with our friends at Norton LifeLock. Every day we put our information at risk on the internet, and in an instant, a cyber criminal could steal what's yours, whether it's your tax refund. Sometimes they could even harm your finances and your credit. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can help protect what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year using promo code CLAY. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK. Go online, lifelock.com. Use promo code CLAY. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We roll through the Wednesday edition of the program. We are joined now by Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson. And, Senator Johnson, I'll start with this. Since we saw the vote yesterday, 57 to 40 in the Senate in favor of ending the mask mandate on airplanes, on trains, everything else. Every Republican but Mitt Romney voted yes uh, to do that. And even eight Democrats voted as well uh, in favor of ending that mandate, many of whom, four of them at least, are up for reelection. This means independents are finally starting to get a little bit sane here, don't you think, Senator Johnson, and recognizing 
that we're in an absurd situation to be continuing with these pandemic restrictions two years into uh, this process? It, it certainly proves that public opinion uh, is important and it uh, helps sway votes. And I, I noticed the Wall Street Journal opinion poll said about 5% of uh, Americans think uh, COVID is the number one issue facing us. I think people are, are ready to get on with their lives. Unfortunately, you know, a lot of the COVID uh, cartel is not. Uh, they want to continue to push a state of fear. They want to continue to control our lives. And that's unfortunate. But I think the, the vast majority of Americans just want the pandemic over and move on their, with their lives. Senator Johnson, it's Buck. How, how do you think the Biden administration is is handling? You probably saw earlier today the uh, short speech he gave on the situation with Ukraine. There was the Zelensky address to Congress this morning. Is Biden right now put aside that we shouldn't have been, you know, that this war shouldn't have happened in the first place. And we all agree it's terrible. Is the Biden administration making the right moves right now? What would you want them to do differently? Well, I think the fact that President Zelensky felt he had to come before a joint session of Congress and plead for the help he actually needs, that the Ukrainian people actually need to defend themselves against the atrocity and war crimes of Putin, I think is pretty well proof that uh, Biden is not doing what he should be doing. You know, we, we should have obviously supplied them a lot more lethal defensive weaponry before Putin ever invaded Ukraine. What we should have also done is taken a full inventory of what other military assets would be available should Putin invade, like the SU-300 anti-aircraft uh, uh, surface air missiles, like the MiG jets. And we should have got that into Ukraine quietly without anybody knowing it whatsoever until those missiles slammed into some Russian jets. But that's not what happened. We, we you know, the, a mini debacle uh, with the whole dispute over the MiG jets uh, denying uh, Zelensky some, I think, probably pretty helpful assets as we saw they, they undertook an airstrike against uh, an airfield that uh, Russia had taken over. Um, listen, the Ukrainians are showing such courage and quite honestly, skill. Uh, in, in many places, they seem to be fighting uh, Russia to a standstill. They're, they're uh, start initiating counteroffensives right now. They need support. Uh, and unfortunately, the Biden administration has been slow. They've been dragged in supplying the support. It's, it's really shameful. Senator Johnson, how much are you concerned? There's been a lot of talk about the jets uh, and what exactly should happen with all of these jets and whether we should allow... Uh, Ukrainian pilots to potentially come into Germany and take these jets back into Ukraine. Should we? And uh, where is the line, uh, if, if we are concerned, where we move from providing support to engaging in some way in direct conflict with Russia, in your mind? Yeah, I think everybody uh, agrees that we want to avoid direct conflict, but providing them you know, what's the difference between a, a, a MiG jet that can knock down a jet or a Stinger missile that can do the same thing? I mean, we're providing them lethal defensive weaponry. No, nobody's contemplating the Ukraine's going to use those for offensive operations into Russia. Let's defend their, their homeland, their freedom, their, their families, their children. Uh, that's completely appropriate. You know, one thing we're not talking enough about, though, is providing information to the Russian people. We've seen some very courageous Russians protesting uh, that one uh, – news producer, uh, her, her protest. Um, we need Rus the Russian people to understand what Putin is doing. The best case scenario right now is for the Russian people to depose Vladimir Putin. 
we need to do everything we can to get the Russian people up to speed with, with what's actually happening because, let's face it, Putin is very effective at controlling the media. So that's something we really ought to uh, triple, quadruple our efforts uh, to inform the Russian people what's happening because they, they, don't, they don't support this war. They, they don't really understand what's happening. Speaking to Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, Senator, the Fed is raising interest rates. It's the first time it's happened since 2018. A lot of us are looking at this uh, trajectory of the economy with you know Biden year one in the books. Year two looks like it's going to be really shaky. Folks are talking stagflation. Some are even talking recession. What do you see happening here? Well, I've been warning about stagflation for well over a year. Uh, I stopped voting for these, this COVID relief uh, after the CARES Act because every time we'd vote for a new trillion-dollar COVID relief package, we had a trillion left unspent from the previous uh, session. I, I started hearing from Wisconsin businesses pretty early on that uh, just like when I started my business in the early 80s when price increases were expected and readily accepted, and then 30 years was like pulling teeth getting a price increase, uh, once we started opening up the the, the monetary spigots and just flooded the economy with trillions of dollars, uh, we were sparking inflation. And so for at least over a year, businesses, once again, are in a position where price increases are expected. They're accepted. Of course, I think we're in a wage, wage price spiral right now where the wage gains people have enjoyed have been wiped out by inflation. Uh, I just remember how incredibly difficult it was to break that cycle, and it required two people of enormous courage, Ronald Reagan and Paul Volcker, to do that in the early 80s. I'm not seeing a whole lot of courage here in Washington, D.C. today, so I am highly concerned about uh, not only inflation uh, really harming American families, but stagflation on top of that. Senator Johnson, we're coming up on, obviously, mid, uh, mid-March, mid and soon people, including yourself, and I'd encourage people uh, listening on our number one affiliate there, we're, we're ranked uh, the best, best in the city in Milwaukee to be supporting you uh, all over Wisconsin as people are listening to us. What is going to happen in your mind in Congress between now and when everybody goes back and starts officially campaigning in the summer and the fall season? Do you think we try to get, the Biden administration does, a tax increase? Do they try to break up some of the parts of build back better and pass that? Or do you think, by and large, we're kind of not going to have a lot of activity in Congress in terms of passing bills? How do you read the tea leaves as a Democratic strategy based on what you see on the Hill right now? Well, my concern is, for whatever reason, Democrats always want to increase taxes on the American public. You know, President Biden said that he wasn't going to increase taxes on anybody making uh, less than $400,000, but it's important to note that inflation is the Democrat tax on the middle class. But there certainly seems a desire on the part of Democrats to spend more money to tax the hard-earned, uh, uh, you know, free, free the laborers of the American public. And so I'm, I'm always concerned about that. I've got my antenna up, um, but but hopefully they'll run out of time. Hopefully, you know, again, I am concerned about that because let's face it, Joe Biden is actually saying the solution to inflation, and he's backed up by a compliant media, is literally more deficit spending. It's insane. It makes no sense. But that's uh, what they actually say. And you, know, you got to be careful. You got to watch what they say because they actually carry it out to, as best they can. Senator Johnson, I get yeah. Building on that, when do you think this the the congressional session will be over, 
and basically the clock will be run out and everybody will pivot towards midterms. Is it July? When when are you anticipating, hey, we're out of D.C. and people don't have to worry about tax increases occurring in 2022 and we can go vote in the midterms? Well, one of two scenarios. Either we reach the August recess, and I think then it's pretty much campaign mode, or uh, the public opinion polls continue to turn south to a point where Democrats really are afraid that they may be looking at a blowout election here. I, I think that's, to a certain extent, we're, we're starting to see that scenario, which uh, is, evidence of that is what happened with the uh, the anti-mask mandate uh, vote in the Senate. Yes. So you know, e- even Democrats are concerned about the polls. It's not the science has changed on this stuff. The polls have changed. Senator Ron, Senator Ron, Johnson, Ron Johnson of Wisconsin. Sir, always a pleasure. Thanks for coming by. Well, I appreciate it. Again, Ron Johnson for Senate.com. I have to add that in there. I need a lot of support. We encourage everybody to go check out your website and support you as much as they can. Thank you, Senator. Uh, Mike Lindell, he's the inventor of my pillow and his team. They fit us for our own pillows, introduced us to the ever-growing list of incredible products that include towel sets, slippers, robes, mattress toppers, Giza sheets, many more. And i got to tell you about the towels for a minute here. This towel set comes with two bath, two hand towels, two washcloths, typically retailing for $109.99. For a limited time, you can get this set for the low, low price of $39.99 with the promo code Clay and Buck. Log on to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, use the promos code Clay and Buck. All MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. And with our promo, you'll also get a copy of Mike Lindell's book free with your purchase, remember to use code Clay and Buck or call 800-792-3269. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Horton's new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast. And this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. 
I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Play Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Closing up shop for the day here in a moment, but we appreciate you staying with us up to this point. we got some more thoughts for you on something that we could say might improve your life just a little bit and is actually truly bipartisan right now. Uh, so we're ending on, on something of a happy note. The U.S. Senate has approved a bill to make daylight saving time permanent. Now, there's a Clay, I have to, we have to break this down for a moment here because to, to me, I just don't want the, the time to be changing. This is Ever. the dumbest yes. thing. This is before there was double masking. I think the dumbest thing that we were all made to do was changing your clocks twice a year as if this is some like why. Right. It made yes. no sense at all. I am seeing people, though, apparently, I didn't know this was possible, who are upset because they don't like that the, the hour will be moved. It will stay forward. They like the way it was. Have you seen this? Yeah, I, I understand arguments, and I'm sure there's a breakdown of a certain percentage uh, for our audience and the nation as a whole. I think most people, I say most people, prefer to have hours later in the day as opposed to early in the morning, right? So, for example, when I get home with my kids, I would rather be able to run around with them outside and still have daylight longer in the winter. Because, for instance, where I live in Nashville, it's dark at 4.30 Central Time. So you talk about uh, how crippling that feels. You barely get the kids out of school. You get home and it's pitch black already. It feels like it's 10 o'clock at night. It's 5 o'clock in the afternoon. So having an extra hour in the evening I think would be great. I'm just anti-changing the time in general. I live, When I lived in the Caribbean, when I lived in the U.S. Virgin Islands uh, practicing law down there, no time change. No time change at all. I loved it. Part of the year, we were on the Atlantic time zone all year round. Uh, because the U.S. changes, that means part of the year we were on the Eastern time zone. Other part of the year we were on the Atlantic hour ahead of Eastern time zone. I loved it. I think the way to go is to never, ever change the time again. So we have to get it passed in the House, right? And uh, and then Biden would have to sign it, and it would become national law because the Senate has uh, has passed it. Yeah, the Senate the Senate passed the bill. I think it was a hundred to zero. Am I or it was? I don't think anyone voted against it. I think that's correct. I think even Mitt Romney had even the Mitt Romney. had the gall, had the backbone to vote for this one. Yay, Mitt! You should be so proud of yourself. But I, I, I'll tell you this, man. I, this is, you know. This is an opportunity. This may sound a little crazy. This is an opportunity to say, you know, a lot of this stuff is what we all agree to and what we decide society will be four-day work week, Clay. I mean, now I know I'm like the guy who's running for student council president who says we're going to have, you know, no homework and, and ice cream every day at recess and whatever. But, you know, five days, we only get a two-day weekend. doesn't feel like much. I know you you are tweeting until like uh, midnight every day, so your I work, work never stops. I but. work way too much, and I'm trying. My goal in 2020, I don't even know what year we're in, 2022, was to work way less. And then it's like whenever you make that goal, 
something crazy happens. Like, we got a war in Ukraine all of a sudden, right? I was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to have a couple of months where it's chill. We know it's going to be wild as we cover what we do as it gets closer and closer to the midterm. But I felt like, hey, maybe things are going to be chill a little bit. Won't be much going on for February, March, April, May. A little bit of a relaxed time. And then we got a war in Europe. You know, you, you never can just take a breather. Here's my, I mean, one thing that we saw because of COVID is that there's there are people who, when they have a truly flexible work schedule, will be even more productive. They're not, they, when they don't have to come into the office and they can do do whatever they want to do, and that most people, this is why the movie Office Space is so brilliant, Such which I, I still recommend to everyone. I, I love that movie. And when he when he breaks it down for him, when he breaks it down for the two Bobs, and he says, you know, on any given day, I'd say I do have 15 minutes of actual real work. Yeah, right. Anyone who's had kind of a boring office job, which I've had in the past, knows there's a lot of time you spend at the water cooler talking about the sports or, you know, hanging out with folks and just sort of uh, killing time. We could look at how how work from home has changed the way we think about work for so many people, millions of people across the country. We could get it all done in four days, folks. I, I know it seems crazy. I know you're thinking I'm nuts, but we could Monday through Thursday, and then the weekend could be established for all Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We'd all be living better. I, I lived in Greece for a summer, Clay. They take like three-hour naps every day. It's ridiculous. I'll tell you this. Uh, this was my big issue with practicing law. If you told every lawyer in America, you get paid the same amount, but you can finish your work as rapidly as you want, right? The problem with practicing law, for instance, you have the billable hour system. So it's not only how long uh, something takes, it's how long something should take. You could have 95% lawyer efficiency and probably cut 70% of all billable hours. There's no need for 80%, 75 70% or so of all legal work. So this was my issue with being a litigator. I just hated how inefficient it was. And uh, and so I always thought, you know, hey, if you told everybody, if you get all your work done, and I think that's what's happening a lot with people who work at home, because there's not somebody looking over their shoulder all the time, as long as you produce quality work, you can get it done fast. You got way more lifestyle time built around you. And I think there are a lot of people who buy into this. This stuff, you know, we, we, we take for granted that there's a system in place. That you have to do it in a certain way, certain times. But I think uh, I think we should really have bigger social conversations, not only about, or societal conversations, not only about what about the work schedule thing. I really mean I really think we should have a four. I know it's crazy. People, we should have a four day work week. I, it's a bold. Them. It's a bold claim. I didn't know you were going to go. I'm, full, I'm going wild with uh, this one. pinko commie uh, here. You know? I will say this. Wait, 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 uh, but hold, but hold, because there's <laughs> one, one thing. Parents who do homeschooling, one of the things I always find so interesting oh, to reach yeah. out is they say that they have their lesson plans and stuff and. They often get done by noon or yep. one o'clock, and then the kid can just be a kid. That's right. I, I agree. I mean, I think it's it, there's no doubt that there's a huge part of the school day that is wasted. Um, and by the way, speaking of wasted, how about all the craziness going on in New York City, Buck? We've talked about Kyrie Irving. We need to mention this tomorrow. There's a lot of Mets, Yankees fans listening to us in the New York City area. They're not going to allow unvaccinated players in the New York City area, Buck to play outdoor baseball games for the entire year could involve Aaron Judge based on the way he's answering questions. This is going to turn into a monster story. More stuff in the sports world that shows how crazy the COVID mandates still are, folks. We'll get into that and also uh, obviously update you on the latest situation in Ukraine, everything else going on, the economy here at home. We will focus it in. Thanks for being with us on the Clay and Buck Show. 
Please subscribe to the podcast if you have not already. And uh, we'll Give talk us five to stars. Tomorrow. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.